Well, happy Sunday. I'm so glad that each of you tuned in today. And I'm going to get right into the Word of God. I'm very excited about this Word. I've been trying to teach on walking in offense for over a month now. Notice I said I've been trying um, to teach, but God just would not release me. And truly, truly, of course, He is always right. And I understand now why He wouldn't release me when I wanted to do it. See, because when we talk about offenses, this topic runs so wide and so deep. We have all been offended. And even if we think that we never have in some capacity, we have offended others. And every single one of us, every single one of us has given God a reason to be offended by our actions, our reactions, the words that we use, the words that we don't use, the things that we do, the things that we don't do. And the bottom line is this, we have got to get a handle on our offenses. And the reason why is because they are a bait from Satan. It is how Satan baits us to entangle us in sins that engage our minds and our body and our soul. See, sin is the element that keeps us distant from God. And Satan is very happy to keep a distance between us and God. Today is the prelude message to a series that we are going to talk about moving forward, about these offenses. And we're going to break them down and discuss how offenses affect us in our physical in our surroundings, in our relationships, then how offenses affect us mentally and emotionally, and finally, how offenses affect us spiritually. Before we enter into today's message, the prelude of this series, let us pray. Father God, in the name of your Son, Jesus, we give you honor, O God. We give you praise, O God. We thank you, O God. Lord, we thank you for waking us up this morning, O oh God. We do not take that lightly, O oh God. We know that the very fact that you took the time to shake us and wake us up this morning means that you had purpose for us this day, that you ordained us to walk in this day. And we don't take that lightly, O oh God. And Lord, today we come before your throne and we say, open up our hearts, oh God. Open up our minds. Let us receive your word. Let us learn from your word, oh God, so that we can do better, oh God, so that we can be better, oh God, so that we can walk according to your will. We give you honor, oh God. We give you praise, oh God. And we say amen, amen, and amen. Glory, 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 glory. I'm going to go right into the Word of God, and I'm going to ask you to turn to Luke 22. And we're going to start right around verse 47. And that scripture picks up when you jump right into the story where Jesus is speaking, and he refers to Judas as one of the twelve, one of his disciples. And Judas seems to be graciously accepting the title. And he leans in to kiss 
Jesus. But Jesus lets Judas know that he's no fool by asking him this question. Judas, are you betraying the son of man with a kiss? See, a kiss can be a sign of affection. A kiss can be a greeting. Or in this case, it can be used as an act with which Judas was identifying Jesus to the chief priests and the elders, the people that came to arrest him. Now, don't be alarmed. Yes, it was the priests and the elders that came to arrest Jesus. It wasn't Satan who arrested Jesus, whipped him, or crucified him. It was church folks, those who said they believed in God. And in a moment, my reason for pointing this out will make a whole lot of sense to you. Judas's kiss was the kiss of death. If any of you have ever watched The Godfather or any mafia movie, you've likely seen this act out, acted out on screen. A kiss given by a mafia mob boss signifies that a member of the crime family has been marked for death. And just as in the Bible, this act is usually as a result of some perceived betrayal. But Peter wasn't having it. Peter loved Jesus so much that he was offended by the actions of Judas and the dignitaries. He was so offended that he rose up against one of the dignitaries and he drew his sword and he cut off the man's ear. Now, most of us would have given Peter a high five for this. For defending Jesus, yeah, we'd have gave him a high five for that one. But Jesus' response to Peter's action was not congratulatory. He simply uttered, permit even this. And he, then he did what our flesh would never have allowed us to do. Jesus touched the man's ear and he healed it. What was so phenomenal about Jesus' healing of the man's ear is this is the only instance in all of the Bible where Christ healed a flesh wound. That's number one. His gesture of healing was so amazing. Think about this. Jesus healed the wound of his enemy, unasked, didn't ask him to, and without any evidence that the recipient had any form of faith in God in him. What is also so remarkable is that such a dramatic miracle was done right in the front of these men, but that their hearts and their minds were so fixed on their offense with Jesus that the miracle had no effect on them at all. The physical healing of flesh done right before their eyes, didn't cause them to pause, didn't cause them to step back or rethink what they were about to do. They just carried on with the arrest as if nothing peculiar had happened. Now let's rewind a bit to Jesus, to his words to Peter after he had cut the man's ear off. Turn with me quickly to John 18, 11, because it's a little bit more descriptive. And it says, not just permit even this, 
But John 18, 11 says that Jesus said, put your sword back into your seat. I told you all that today's message was just a prelude to us learning how to deal with offenses. And I say to each of you the same thing Jesus said to Peter. Put your sword back in your seat. But what did Jesus mean when he told Peter, permit even this? See, when you are walking with God, trying just to do your best, trying to get it right, trying to be obedient to the word of God, you can best bet that somebody with some offensive foolishness is going to approach you. And we, like Peter, we will draw our sword. And in most cases, that's our tongue. And we start to cutting and slicing up folks first verbally. And in some cases, we have no issue with pursuing the cutting and the slicing physically. But Jesus said, permit even this. If we turn to Matthew 16 and begin at right around verse 21, Jesus is predicting his death. He's telling the disciples about his death. In verse 22, it reads, Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. And in the next verse, Jesus turned and said to Peter, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. You do not have in mind the concerns of God, but merely human concerns. Jesus was not calling Peter Satan per se. He was speaking to the spirit of Satan who was using Peter's spirit of flesh in an attempt to be a stumbling block in what God had already ordained. Jesus says to him, you do not have in mind the concerns of God, but the concerns of flesh, merely human. If you don't get anything else out of this message, get this. When you are committed to doing the things of God, Satan is coming after you. He is going to try to appeal to the things that appeal to your flesh. Those things that we can touch and see and feel and hold on to. John 3.16 reads, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have ever lasting life. What Peter didn't get in that moment, but Satan did, was that Jesus' death was necessary. The offense against the physical body of Jesus was necessary so that we might have life. Peter didn't get it, but Satan did, which is why he tried to put a stumbling block to keep Jesus from embracing what God had ordained. What God had ordained that laid the path for our gateway to be even considered for a seat in the kingdom of God. In our everyday lives, Satan baits us with offenses to keep us distracted 
from walking in what God has ordained and purposed for our lives. The reason Jesus was not flustered and was able to get past Judas's betrayal and not join Peter in slicing up some folk is because Jesus had already embraced his ordained purpose. Jesus also knew the betrayal of men and all of Satan's stumbling blocks was inevitable because that's what happened when God is moving. But he also knew that all of these things and all of these obstacles are just small things to a giant, our giant, who is a big God. We have become a culture of people who brag about how we deal with offenses. We brag about telling somebody off, about setting them straight. We brag about, well, if I don't care if I never see or speak to this one or that one again. We bask in the downfall of those who have deceived, betrayed, or hurt us. Not realizing the biggest deception did not even come from our offender. Satan has boldly stood in our faces over and over and over again and placed his stumbling block right at our feet. And we are so consumed with our flesh, what we can see, what we can feel, what we can touch, and what we can hold on to that we look around Satan and direct our anger at the vessel, the person that Satan used to offend us. When our response should be like Jesus, get behind me, Satan. You are a stumbling block to me. We need to remind ourselves who we are and whose we are and realign our minds with the concerns of God not these worldly and human concerns. Jesus healed the ear of the very one who was part of the claim slated to kill him. But we struggle with spewing a kind word to someone who may have gossiped about us. If you are a believer, if you say that you are a child of God, you are charged to use Jesus's life as a template and to keep the prayer that Jesus taught us on our lips and engraved in our hearts. As it says, our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's kingdom can't come nor can his will be done if we keep tripping over the stumbling blocks Satan sets up for us. No, God does not call us to be doormats. He just charges us to face adversity according to his will so that lives can be saved and lives can be transformed as his ways are exalted in the earth. His kingdom can come. His will can be done on earth as it is in heaven. This can only be done through us. Let us pray. 
Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, we thank you, O God. We thank you for this word, O God. Let it resonate in the hearts and in the minds and in the spirit, O God. Let us become vessels that recognize the stumbling blocks of Satan. Let us stop tripping over the same stumbling blocks. Let us stop allowing Satan to put distance between us and you. In the name of Jesus, we say, cover us, O God. Protect us, O God. Give us a spirit of discernment. For God, we want to do your way. We want to do your will, your way, O God. We want you to use us to allow your kingdom to come to earth as it is in heaven. Lord, we thank you for this day. We thank you, O God. Amen, amen, and amen. I invite you to keep tuning in as we go forth in this series and we attack the next three topics and and we deal with offenses and how they affect us in the physical and in our relationships and how offenses affect us mentally and emotionally and finally how offenses affect us spiritually. I ask that you stay tuned and share the word of God with someone today. Thank you again for joining us. We thank you again for tuning into Bible Deliverance. To learn more about our ministry, please visit us online at www.bibledeliverance.org. If you are looking to partner with or join a ministry, we welcome you with open arms and invite you to begin that process on our website. If you are looking for someone to partner with you in prayer, we would love to be your prayer partner. You can also submit that request online. And if God is leading you to sow into this ministry, please again go to www.bibledeliverance.org. We stand on the principle that grass may wither and flowers may fade, but the word of God will stand forever. Be blessed. Come on, songs goes like this. Praise is when I wanna be close to you.
I'm going through. Even when I'm going See, I finally learned, church. I learned to worship you. Yeah, yeah. And I declare, no, my circumstance doesn't even stand a chance. Cause my praise Send the praise 